everyone. Welcome to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels, a transgender podcast journal where I share past experiences and new situations as I slowly step out of the closet to free myself from the tie and live my life completely in the high heels. I'm Jamie, your hostess and friendly neighborhood trans lesbian, and welcome to the podcast. my beautiful listeners hello welcome to the podcast or this episode uh it is the 8th of february 2023 um i know that i took a hiatus last week because i was uh really kind of working on me for a hot second um i just needed to do a couple things for myself i basically got mad at my office and blew everything up yet again because my chair broke uh, so I have a um, a GIMP uh, office chair. So I've got to raise up some funds in order to be able to get me. Well, basically, it's it's got five wheels. One of the wheels completely like snapped off. If that's not it, well, buckled on itself. Let's put it that way. So if that's not like a a hit to your um, your self confidence, uh, yeah, it was kind of devastating for me. <laughs> it's like I'm that fat of a bitch that I'm breaking the chair. It's just old. I mean, the chair's like 10 years old. It's one of those plastic jobs you buy at, you know, an office supply store or whatever. But still, you know, did it have to break when I sat in it? No. And, well, I guess it did because it was old. And I was asking way too much out of it, putting my fat ass in the chair. So last week I was taking care of me. <laughs> I'm starting to walk more. I'm like getting ready to go on a bike ride this afternoon uh, or uh, tomorrow, I think. It's today or tomorrow. One of the two. Um... Yeah, and just trying to work on myself. So I apologize this to not being uh, released yesterday. I'm really trying to do the Tuesday thing, but it's hard. I get into the weekend and I get a swing into pro- you know weekend projects, and it's just like, oh shit, I gotta record, and I don't remember that until Tuesday morning. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, it's Tuesday. I should have recorded an episode. So I apologize for that. Um, I will strive to do better in 2023 in this fifth season. By the way. I have to thank you all. Um, you know, I talk about how wonderful you all are for listening and everything else. Truly, uh, I'm going to do it again. And you all really are fantastic. I didn't realize this, but two episodes ago, we ended up breaking. I never even said anything about it. We broke 4,000 downloads. Now, I know in your your the caveat of, of podcasts that are out there, you know, there's people get hundreds, thousands of, of downloads all the time. But for me, this is huge. I mean, I've been doing this for five years. Well, you know, four and a half, I guess, because I started mid midway through the year and in, in five years ago. But still, we're we're right now because of you, you beautiful people listening to me and time and time again, and you haven't gotten tired or you've told your friends. And I really wish you keep telling your friends. I love um just seeing new new locations pop up, uh, as far as like where everyone's from. Um or what countries are downloading and what cities and, and countries I'm downloading uh, are downloading the podcast. That's amazing to me. I still love that. Um, but yeah, we've reached over 4,077 uh, downloads. And that's just, that's awesome. Really awesome. I still have my one person from Frankfurt. Dankeschön, vielen Dank. 
that is that is so awesome um, that I keep on seeing my one person from Frankfurt. I um, I think we have chatted before, and uh, and and I just can't thank you enough. You're wonderful. Uh, I wish I knew German enough in order for me to be able to say that in German. Um, yep. Nope. I, I've lost it. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much. And uh, that that means the world to me. Um, and again, Australia. Wow. My gosh. Uh, six downloads from Perth. I don't know who's in Perth partying with my my podcast, but you're wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, UK, London. Wow. I ended up getting a download for London, which was really cool. This last episode, uh, all the feels. I was really afraid that no one was going to want to listen to that because it was like a really heavy subject. But hey, you know, not too bad. I, I really appreciate it. So um, yeah, uh, London, I, I finally, who knew? I was like a little bit popular over there in Dublin. Oh my gosh, my Dublin listeners are coming back. When I first started, okay, I got to tell you about Dublin. First of all, love it. Love Ireland. Love Dublin. Um, so I first started off nervous as hell. If you go back and listen to like episode one and two, I really thought this was going to be a question and answer podcast. I figured I'm going to put this on. And because of my sheer dynamic, wonderful personality that I am, that I'm going to throw out there, people are going to start flooding me with questions about, hey, how do you handle this? Or what do you think about that? Or whatever. And I was really trying to be informative and everything else. And I was like, I was struggling trying to figure out. And it's basically now evolved into me just bitching and ranting for a half hour, um, you know, about my own life circumstances and what the hell's going on. You're, you're my, again, you're my therapy. But those first like 10 episodes, I had like 162 downloads. I am not over-exaggerating at all. It was, I want to say it was 160-something. I want to say it was 162. For some reason, that, that number's jumping in my head. But 162 downloads from Dublin alone. There were other people, you know, other downloads in other cities across the world and everything else. But Dublin, 162. I don't know what happened. I was shocked. They've since gone away. And I'm always thrilled to see when I get a download from Dublin that um, someone has uh, downloaded me again. Maybe it's one of my, that 100, unless it's one person that's tried to download my podcast like 162 times <laughs> for an episode, which I'm really sorry if that's the case. God, shitty internet. But um, yeah, I'm really hoping that it was like at least a handful of people that were was doing that for me. And uh, just amazing. So I get really excited. Uh, I don't know. For some strange reason, I've never been to Dublin. I would love to go. I heard it's extremely um, trans and LGBT uh, friendly. If I'm wrong, please tell me. Because I do have it on my list of places that I would really love to go. Um, but yeah, man, we had some great listeners from from Dublin to start off to really kind of boost the the. Uh, I was like, man, is this how this is gonna go? And then of course it died off. Maybe I got boring or something. I don't know. But I always get excited when I see someone from Dublin. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, there's been a lot going on. Before we get into the real uh, meat and potatoes, if you will, of why I uh, of the the topic that I have uh, written as the title for this one. I also I have to give you an update. I'm really I'm starting to get um, it's going to be it's getting harder for me to come up with topics because I'm writing my memoir. 
I know I've been talking about this for, oh, what, probably two years now. Um, and I'm really getting close now to the end. I'm at about 53,000 words right now. It still has to be edited, so I'm sure that's going to drop tremendously. Because I, I'm, I, I tend to write con my stream of consciousness, which is a lot of extraneous crap that can be filtered out. So I know this is going to be probably a couple thousand less when everything is edited out, but I'm, I'm at least looking to get the whole thing done. But there's topics in there, and I don't want to spoil just by talking about them in the podcast. Like, I would like to get them out there. There's issues that I haven't talked to you about. I haven't, believe it or not, I know I open up everything to you. Um, like, my, my life is like a barn door, just swinging in the breeze. But, um... There's stuff that I feel that I've written about, like real personal stuff that I've written about that I haven't talked to you all yet. And I don't want to spoil it by bringing up the topic. And then, and you know, it's like, well, I already, I already heard that. It was on the podcast. So the book comes out and it doesn't, you know, nothing, nothing happens. I would, I would like the book to be something special that, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, didn't know that. The only problem is it talking about my life, I'm bringing up all these extra emotions and um, all the extra, um, well, basically, last, I, like I said last time, all the feels. It's just, yeah, it's really um, kind of, it hits you hard with some of the deeper stuff. Right now I'm on a, on a I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on a good chapter is what I've been, I've been calling it. That is uh, a better subject, happier subject. And, um, so it's not so bad, but like when it's like the heavy shit from the, the, you know, the old days, it's like, oh gosh, man. And that's what really got me on the kick of doing the last podcast with all the feels and everything else. It was just like, man, I, you know, childhood, I, I guess I was a victim of, of, uh, uh, emotional neglect, you know? And, and so like, what the hell does all that mean? So there was a lot of soul searching and that's, that's kind of what, uh, Anyway, it, it, if I take a week off, nine times out of ten, if the book hasn't come out yet, that's what's going on. <laughs> I'm trying to just make sure that I'm back on even keel because writing this stuff, I mean, I'm literally crying. I am not joking. I am crying when I'm writing this, and it's like, oh, man, I know this is good. I know it's supposed to come out. I know it's okay if I cry. It's all right if I cry. And because it was traumatic and yada, 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 yada. But it's like, oh, it, and then what that means, though, is, is that there's all the therapy that comes on the back end. So it's like, you know, it's OK to do, but the cleanup is just going to be a bitch. <laughs> I can't, you know, having a party is fantastic. Damn, the cleanup. What a bitch. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to put a cleaning substance to get some stain out of the carpet you know and that's kind of what happens i'm spilling the wine all over white carpet every single time i dredge up all this old crap i mean i understand probably the more that i talk about it maybe it's better and again you all have downloaded me four thousand times or over four thousand times now so you're you're okay listening to my crap i guess in some regard so i appreciate that thank you for being here you're a beautiful individual. Okay. So I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to... I've literally... Something flew into my eye. I've been saying literally a lot. Man, this is so weird. When I was working in radio... Uh, let me let me just digress a little bit farther down another rabbit hole. 
so when I was work, first working in radio and I was starting to do be a DJ and you start announcing and I had to do what was called an air check and I'm, I'm actually rubbing my eye while I'm telling you the story <clears throat> so you have to do what's called an air check and the air check allows you then to sit down with your uh, general manager or your producer and be able to go over it and say okay this is good this is bad you need to improve this area so my first air check that I did um I was working for, I was on the air for an hour and a half on Sunday mornings, and then I had to play some pre-recorded stuff for the next three hours until the next shift came through on Sunday mornings. They were they were really generous. They were like, you really want to be on the air? Fine. You get an hour and a half. So that's basically three, uh, four breaks that you get to do. So four times you get to talk on the radio Sunday morning, and then you spend three hours playing pre-recorded stuff, which, by the way, back then was a record, like a vinyl record. Yeah. I'm dating myself. This is 89. Fuck it. I don't care. So I go in for my first air check. <laughs> and we're about like two breaks in. So these breaks are literally maybe 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds tops. They're less than a minute for sure. And my program director cuts it off. He goes, do you hear what I'm, I'm hearing right there? And I'm like, I don't know. He goes, let me play it back for you. So we play it back, and I'm hearing myself talk and everything, and I just don't understand what's going on. And he goes, right there. So, okay, and then he stops the tape. <laughs> and he goes, do you hear that? I was like, no, I'm afraid I don't. He goes, that's the sound of people changing the channel. <laughs> he said, you use crutch words like a hobby, which is the uh, the and... Uh, you know, that there's that there's crutch words that you use. People use them all the time, like me saying the word like. So it's like totally like this. And if I were to go over to this place, it would be like so embarrassing, like totally more, you know. So when you're overusing a word every other sentence, that becomes a crutch word. And he drilled it into my head in the past, and you know, in the following air checks in the the uh, that we would go through. While I'm doing my four, four stops, you know, four four uh, breaks in, uh, in an hour in an hour and a half, and he would fine tune, and I got so paranoid. Now when I say crutch words, and I start repeating the same word over and over and over again, I get very very self conscious about it, like literally. So I just realized that I was saying literally way more than what I should have. And my, I don't know, crutch word spidey sense went off. So that's why I tried not to do that and be able to, I, I still want to be authentic with it. I don't want to sound so, you know, if I really wanted to polish this, I would take out every, you know, I would take out every like, every, uh, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> and I just did two of them in a row. So you get very conscious, self-conscious about that. I'm sure that if I go back and I listen to myself, I would be mortified. And I'm sure my program director from way back when in 1989 would be uh, just livid and say that no one was tuning in or listening to me at all. But there you go. It's kind of hard when you're thinking off the top of your head and trying to be able to do it. Barack Obama, really, he had so many crutches. It was kind of hard listening to his speeches because he paused and he did the uh, this way, you know, and he would do he would go into it. <laughs> so it's hard. 
and you're doing it in everyday conversation. Everyone around you does it in everyday conversation. So in order for you to be a broadcaster and think off the top of your head, I used to have to write every single thing down. I am obviously not doing that with these podcasts. Maybe I should one time just for you to be able to hear it, but it ends up turning into announcer guy and I don't want to do announcer guy is the, the, he, he's the voice that I put on when I'm being asked to professionally read something. Um, and it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to look around world's best around here. We refer to as it as the WB. It stands for what we believe. We believe you deserve the world's best candy using the world's best ingredients made by the world's best people. And just like that, open up a bag and share our passion. That's announcer guy. So there you go. That was me reading the back of my my candy bag. <laughs> and I don't even dry read that well. That was the other problem. So I just messed up a couple of words on that one is trying to do the read but you get the point you get what i'm trying to go at so i literally will not be <laughs> i will try not to use my crutch words but just try to catch yourself are those are there words that you say on a regular basis if they are tell me what they are if there's something you know odd everyone does the you know as i've just completely done multiple times through this entire explanation of crutch words if you have a a, a crutch word that is not the normal, um, you know, uh, or you have a friend that has one. Like, I have a friend that tells a joke. Every single time that they finish the joke, they end up waiting for the, as a cue for you to laugh. They do the, so, you know, <laughs> and that's the end of the joke. And everyone, uh, you know, laughs and we go on about it. Anyway. I've, I've stalled long enough. Let's get to meat and potatoes, if you will. The uh, the the meat and two veg of the the title of this episode. I am being cock blocked, literally being cock blocked by my own cock, um, for wearing pants. I just had a um. So let me give you the scenario. We, uh, I belong to a organization of women that is, they reenact or they educate, uh, people about, uh, women in the war and the military and portray different time periods, different, uh, services, branch of services and everything else. It's basically a way in order for me to be able to kind of get back into my military frame of mind. There are some, are some aspects of the military that I do miss being in there. Um, but... <laughs> I'm just crutch wording all over this now. I'm so conscious about it. Oh, God. Bear with me. I I really loved being in the military and for certain reasons. Other reasons, no. Not doing the job that I was in, uh, being disenchanted, not being able to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do, you know, that type of stuff. But there were certain aspects that I enjoyed being in the military. And so I joined this group, especially um, being able to portray women who are not really, I don't think that they, the, especially in World War II, um, women were really the pioneers uh, for a lot of women in the service today, being able to break those barriers for the first time. They didn't have to cross-dress in order for them to serve their country. And oh yeah, 
they did. They cross-dressed uh, before. Civil War, World War One. you have instances where females would feel so passionate about serving their country that they would cross-dress in order to look like a man in order for them to be able to serve their country. And so now this was an issue to, during World War II. You didn't have to do that. You know, you had your wasps. You had your wax, your your women marines, um, the the army nurse uh, nurses, I think is a nurse corps. Um, so you had a, a, a number of groups of women that were asked to join and they volunteered. And these women, you know, were basically the, the, the foundation of women in the service today. And they've come a really long way and we try to honor them. And so the event that's coming up, we have uh, a portrayal of women in the Pacific. So there were a WAC unit or Women's Army Corps that were in the Pacific with General MacArthur. And they want to be able to present and have you in uniform this way, which we have. I mean, I have a World War II um, Class A's for a WAC, but they want pants. Now, my thing is, I want to wear pants. I want, As a woman, I would like to wear pants. However, I've still got the tackle down the the wedding tackle down in the nether regions. Granted, it's shrunk up, but it's still there. And instead of having a camel toe, I'm going to end up with a moose knuckle if I end up wearing pants the way that I know that I should as a woman. Because I got all the junk down there. And so I am not able to really feel comfortable. It's a huge stressor. I could have I've. I've tried to wear a gaff. Gaffs don't really work really well with me, especially now that things have shrunk up a little bit more than what they even were before. Um, it's it's just really uncomfortable. And to be able to do that for an all-day event, three days in a row, that's going to be really hard. And there's not really anything else that I... I don't have really anything to tuck. I never had anything to tuck. And especially for it hurts, you know, when you tuck for a long period of time, you're shoving your testicles, your testicles, like I have to tell you all, you're shoving your testicles up into your body. And for me, that hurts. Uh, it, it's it's painful. It gets really sore really quick and it makes it really hard for you to sit down or do anything. And again, if you've never tucked, you know, so I try not to do that as much as possible. So my big issue is, is that I, I have also wanted to wear leggings with a short top or a top that stops at my waist instead of coming down mid-thigh. I can't do that because of what I got going on down there. And yeah, I'm just, I am so ready to just cut it off. I really am. It's a useless piece of flesh. Yes, I pee out of it. Um... And, you know, I had a girlfriend of mine tell me, you know, but you're so lucky you could pee standing up. Highly overrated, but women can pee standing up as well. It's just a little messier. Or you get one of those little funnels, you know what I mean, that goes over the cooch and you pee and it's a little spout and you could just sit there and hold it like you're, you're peeing in the snow. So it's very possible that now modern technology has allowed us to have women be able to pee standing up with the aid of a um, silicone device. And trust me, when I do get my hoo-ha, and I get my muffins removed when I do get my hoo-ha down there. I'm going to buy one of those because, sure, there's going to be an opportunity. You go into a – you really got to go to the potty, and you're going into a gas station that uh, bathroom that literally looks like it's a death shed. And it's 
and using more more crutches. That honest to goodness looks like a death shed or someone has died or is in the process of dying in that bathroom. The last thing you want to do is go cop a squat and I am not a hover. I tried to hover one time. I damn near threw a disc in my back. Um, it was, I mean, literally, it was, <laughs> I'm just going to keep using it the entire time. It's going to take me like three days to not use literally. Shit. It's like that song you get in your head that you can't get out of your head. And I just literally have to keep saying it. It'll pass. This too will pass. But, yeah, I can't hover. I can't do the hover. I literally, oh, I, <laughs> I almost, I actually almost fell into a toilet one time. Um, and, uh, it was, it was bad. I tried, I made a lot of noise and it was, it was not good. I'm very, very lucky. I did not get wet, uh, either from the toilet or my own urine. Let's put it that way. Not to be gross, but I'm just saying that's what's happening when you're trying to squat. So if you can do it, kudos, totally. I am, I am a huge admirer, and apparently I don't have that good of leg muscles. I thought I did. Playing 16 years of soccer, I thought I had fantastic leg muscles. But nope, not enough to squat. <sighs> Got to keep working out. So, I can't wear pants. I can't, I mean, I can, but I have to wear a top long enough in order for it to cover that area, or I get extremely uncomfortable. I get... Um, my anxiety level reaches a, 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 a height that is, uh, it's unbearable. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And, um, I, yeah, it's, so I feel bad. I can't participate because that is the uniform of the, of the, of the unit. Now I have no idea whether or not any of my, um, girlfriends from that unit actually listen to this podcast. I don't know. But if you do, that's one of my main anxieties. Yes, I haven't gotten the money in order to be able to purchase the pants to begin with, but it's honestly, the main thing is, is that I don't feel comfortable wearing pants with a short top, especially one that is tucked in. So I, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable. Um, I feel much more relaxed in a skirt or a dress or something along those lines until I'm able to get the muffin removal. So I've got a, I've, I was talking with Dee and we've, we've got a, we, we've, we've talked about it. And I mean, it's really right now, it's just a useless, useless piece, piece of flesh. It just gets in the way more. And I'd like to be able to, I, I wear leggings right now, but again, I have a lot of long, like casual dresses, like little swing dresses that I wear over top of. So you're not seeing my crotch. You're just seeing the real cute leggings and the dress part. Um, I love leggings. I would live the rest of my life in leggings and skirts. Honestly, I don't have to wear jeans anymore. I just wear leggings and skirts. I'd be happy bitch from here on to eternity. Uh, but yeah, so I'm being cock blocked by my own cock. <laughs> I never thought in a million years that I would say that, but it's time. You know, I a friend of mine, I was telling this to a friend of mine, and she is she's truly a beautiful soul. I love this girl. I first had a huge crush on her because she's a redhead. Um, but again, I'm married and I'm not doing that to D. That's not gonna happen. I mean, but I can still acknowledge that the fa the woman is beautiful. And um she's also like 
30 years my junior. So that's never going to happen to begin with. So you can still appreciate someone being beautiful. I don't think that's wrong. That's not me having... I would never, like, literally... <laughs> Shit. I would never do... I would actually... I would never actually do anything with her. Um, She's just a very attractive woman. Oh, my God. Are we done yet? No. Oh, shit. Okay. So, I was telling this to her, and she was... She was saying that she, you know... She thinks that it's... No, I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm doing every one of them now. <sighs> Do you all feel my anxiety level? You have to. Because I am I am radiating anxiety right now with this now. This is how I was in the radio, in the radio station. I would go away from an air check on, on, on Monday morning. Uh, and I would feel the same way. Okay. She was telling me that she appreciated and she understood uh, my situation. And that she was glad that I was considering having the surgery. I had to write back to her saying, oh, I decided decades ago that I was going to get my muffins. I wanted to do that back when I was a teenager. I just haven't had the nerve and it hasn't been the right time. And Dee and I have been talking about doing this and I think it's time that I need to start looking into that. So that might be something that I'm really going to honestly look at for this next year or during this year um the the name change is going to happen and i think we are definitely most definitely going for a consult in order to see what's all involved if we can afford it the insurance involved the whole nine yards because i just i'm i'm tired i'm tired of having it i'm tired of sitting on them wrong like you try to adjust and you're wearing leggings and you go to sit and you're like crushing one of your genitals and because they never stay now they they're so small this is a weird thing i'm going to share with you because i love you all <laughs> they're so small they pop back out anyway i can't once i tuck them in there's nothing to hold them there to really hold them there i have like i put on the tightest pair of panties that i have they'll still pop out they're too tiny i'm not going to say they're the size of raisins but they're definitely smaller than what they used to be um <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's true. I'm being honest. This is what five and a half years worth of, of hormones does to you. And uh, it's, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now I'm just ready to get, get rid of it. It's like an old suitcase that you don't need anymore. You know, things ratty. It's kind of doesn't really do what you wanted to do. It won't hold your, your, oh my gosh. <laughs> the imagery that goes with this, it won't hold your luggage the way you want to your clothes the way you want to anymore <laughs> and of course the word literally comes into to my mind it literally <laughs> does not allow me to be able to wear the clothes that i want to anymore so just why do i want to keep this luggage let's donate it it's bad i don't know is it bad that i want to call my my junk like samsonite <laughs> or american traveler For the longest time, I called it Mr. Happy. 
because of Robin Williams. Robin Williams, he was like, he goes, I, uh, he called his penis Mr. Happy because even if you're having a bad day, if you look at it from the side, it looks like he's still smiling. <laughs> oh, I miss Robin. <laughs> Definitely one of my childhood heroes. But do you, do you have a name for him? This is a great topic for, for you to uh, respond to me. If you're ever going to respond to me at all, flood me with comments on what do you call your junk? Do you have any pet names for your junk? Any kind, your genitalia at all. Do you have any like hip nip names that's just between you and your lover? Just, just, <laughs> just respond. I'll probably put a post up on the on the Facebook page or Instagram or something like that. But I would love to hear some of those just for me to feel like I'm not the the only weird one in the universe that refers to my 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 genitalia as Samsonite. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Oh, God. Okay, on that note, I'm going to end. Thank you so much. Again, you guys are so wonderful. I cannot thank you enough and um, for downloading and listening and listening to me rant like this and, and all my little idiosyncrasies. It means the world, and I thank you so much. Until next week, you all take care. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, there are a few ways you can help us continue making great content. You can buy us a coffee at buymecoffee.com forward slash Harry Rump. You can purchase some quality shirts and accessories at Harry Rump's House of Stuff or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Harry Rump's House of Stuff. You can also do all those and contact us on our website at tyinhighheels.com. You can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at tyinhighheels. And don't forget to give us a review on iTunes. And email all of your comments and questions at jamie, J-A-I-M-E-E, at tyinhighheels.com. And as always, happy listening! Thank you.